When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. On SENSA, you're listening to The Sandful Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. The Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. David Adams and Andrew Hayes here for the Sandful Show. Well, Glenelg, they are one of the premier sides in the Sandful League. Once again, out to a two and zip start to 2022. And no small part due to the fact that they have a gun key forward, Hazy. Yes, uh, this man, three-time Ken Farmer medalist. He's been doing it for a long time. And um, I think we're just lucky that uh, Lee McBean, I would say, has chosen to stay in the Sandful instead of potentially going back in the AFL system because it's just fun. There's nothing better on a Saturday afternoon where he's just watching him kick goals down at the bay. Liam, good afternoon to you, mate. Thanks very much for having me and thanks for the, uh, the lovely intro. <laughs> <laughs> we're just pumping you up, mate, as much as we can. But everything I said is absolutely honest. Before we get into the game on the weekend, you must be enjoying your time at, at the bay because uh, there'd be options for you all over the place, but you keep on turning up uh, to the bay and keep on delivering. Yeah, I mean, I think coming off, um, you know, coming from, from Richmond and moving across here, I didn't really know what to expect uh, coming to Glenelg, but I was really immersed in the, in the culture of the place, and I think um, the people that I sort of met, particularly in my first year, that I felt, you know, very, very invested in um, helping the football club to, you know, move into a really strong position in the samples. So um, it's been such an incredible, like, incredible journey so far, and it's been, you know, quite fruitful in terms of success that we've had. Um, but, yeah, I'm just looking forward to, you know, continuing to, uh, to you know, contribute to that sort of win-loss ratio that we're sort of starting to build up and, and hopefully to some more premiership success. Success on and off the field. You must be proud as, I mean, since you've been there, the club has gone from strength to strength. And we're not just talking about on-field success. Of course, you're a premiership player now, but it's really, really got itself um, off its knees. You must be proud of the progress the club has made and you'd be a big part of that. Yeah, for sure. I'm certainly proud. I think when I first moved over here, it was... Um, pretty well documented that the, the doors are close to being shut and um, to be able to turn that around within sort of three years and then um, turn into a, a premiership winning side and establish a really strong framework for, for off-field and on-field success. I think obviously Mark Stone was a massive part of that coming across and um, helping to, I suppose, put some faith back into our leadership within the club and, um, you know, I suppose, turn the club from being you know, potentially a little bit more or seen as a bit more of a mediocre side and mediocre organisation to now being one of the powerhouse clubs again in the samples. So, I'm really proud to have been you know, a part of, of that journey and to have contributed to, to helping that success. Um, but there are some amazing sort of unheralded people that probably don't get the kudos they deserve for, for sticking with the club during those tough times. So, yeah, it's certainly a really proud position to be in now. Pre-premiership, Liam, obviously, as, as you acknowledge, the club went through a, a couple of pretty dire years. But all in all, Glenelg is a club with a storied history. And the, the, the fans, uh, the ironed-on fans of the Bay, almost a cult following there... How much education do you have into Glenelg's history when you come across to the Sandville? 
We're actually very lucky. We've got um, the club historian, Peter Cornwall, but um, you know, for all the new players that do start at Glenelg, they get a, a tour of the facilities. They get a walkthrough of the history. Um, up in our president's room, there's actually a, a bit of a, a museum that sort of, um, I suppose, gives you a big walkthrough of what the club has sort of um, been previous to, you know, you setting foot inside the doors. Um, so we're very lucky. We do get some really good education on um, the club legends and sort of where the club has come to and, and sort of where the club has been beforehand. So um, I think that's a really, really great part and I think that was a massive appeal for me when I first did come over I think just understanding the history of the footy club and um, some of the names that have you know played at Glenelg and, and how proud the history is so yeah we are very lucky in that regard. Did you just scope out a little bit of wall space for the Lee McBean portrait in the future years? <laughs> it's building. No not quite I think there's a I think there's a few people that'll uh, <laughs> probably have that man before I will we've got some you know some players that have played a significant amount of years and have seen the club that you know go through really really tough times and I speak to the likes of you know Andrew Bradley and Max Proud and uh, Chris Carr and Brad Agnew, Matt Snoop, these types that have seen the club when it was on its knees and um, have seen it all the way through now to the point where you know we're we are in you know quite a powerful position so I think those guys probably deserve um, a little bit more recognition and credit than perhaps what I do at this stage. Hazy, he's got a beautiful head though. Look good in portrait style. Oh, yeah, it would yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd make a nice statue of you, Liam. I tell you what, there's not too many three-time Ken Farmer medalists, and it feels like you're nowhere near uh, done adding medals to that, um, mate. You mentioned Matty Snook. Take us through his pre-season. Bit of a late start for the great man, but then uh, just rolls in and does what he did in the weekend. <laughs> Uh, look, I think it's becoming a bit more well-documented that Snooky's not a massive fan of pre-season, <laughs> but um, he does, look, he, he carries he carries a lot of um, a lot of you know, uh, bumps and knocks and bruises and, and injuries throughout a season. And what you probably don't see um, outside of the playing days is um, the preparation that, you know, for him to actually get himself ready to play a game is can be pretty intense. And, you know, particularly last year during the final series, he was carrying some pretty significant, um, you know, trauma and injuries that, that he'd sustained through the back half of the season. But... Um, in typical Snook fashion, there's just no complaints and he just gets on with the job and, um, you know, late start the pre-season, but he keeps himself in really good shape, um, comes back and then, you know, obviously has a game like he did on the weekend. So we know what we're going to get from Matt every single week. Um, he's one of those real strong, contested players and um, he's such an important, you know, person for us when the football club. So, yeah, we're very, very lucky to have him. And um, obviously leading into probably a good segue, he's playing his 150th game this weekend. So, um, you know, such a, a credit to him for being able to keep himself in shape and, and get to that mark. Um, and hopefully he gets more success. Absolutely. He's been an absolute stalwart of the competition for a long time now. Uh, he's one of many premiership players that you've still got on your list right now. What's it been like trying to keep that bunch together from 2019? Yeah, look, I think it's it's always going to be harder. I mean, as, as it's been you know, said as well, the salary cap has obviously been decreased, which means that the lure to go and play out in you know, your country, footy leagues and whatnot for some players is going to be pretty strong. And we understand that. That's just the way it is. But we've been really lucky with We've had to keep the core group and the core nucleus together for the last few years. And, um, you know, the last few years, you know, I guess we have lost some players as part of that. But, um, you know, there's still guys that have been there since, um, you know, for sort of 10 to 12 years that are there to drive the standards and keep the keep those standards really, really high for us. So I guess, you know, with experience and losing experience comes an opportunity to, to I suppose, lead some new youth. And we've been able to do that this year. And I think... The position we're in at the moment is, is due to some of that, I guess, that youthful exuberance that we've been able to inject into the side. So, um, yeah, look, I think we've, we've been able to keep everyone relatively together, but you know, there's opportunities that do pop up now for our young players. 
We're chatting to three-time Ken Farmer medalist Glenelg Tigers spearhead Liam McBean. Let's talk about the start to the year, Liam. Uh, two wins on the table already. 15-point uh, win in round one over Norwood. That scoreline probably flatters the red legs a little bit. They kicked the last three of the game. This weekend just passed against the Double Blues. You guys came home with a wet sail, kicked five of the last six to steal the win. Is, is it great to, to know that you guys have that in the tank to be able to pull it out when things are looking a little bit dire on field? Yeah, look, it's a, it's a blessing of a curse in a way. I think um, we've, the first two games we've played some really uh, strong football in patches, but we've also played some patches of the footy where we've le- leaked a few goals and haven't been able to stem momentum. So, um, yeah, look, it's a double-edged sword. I think we, we enjoy the fact that I think in moments of chaos that the group can stay relatively calm. I think... Sturt piled on about seven or eight goals in a row against us on the weekend, and we were still able to. There was still that belief retained within the group that we weren't out of the game, and I'm really, um, really proud that we were able to do that. And I was really proud after the game that we were able to, to stick at the task, and we made a few adjustments that were, enabled that to happen. So we're just trying to find, um, I guess, consistency, like every club is at the moment, in, in terms of our, our good and our bad not being so far apart. Um, but yeah, look, certainly. Um, it is very exciting that we are able to, to sort of be within in striking distance at all times, and I think that makes us a really formidable opponent to play against. Mate, Good Friday football, and this weekend against the Crows. Um, how does that sit with you playing on Good Friday? I love playing on Good Friday. It's it's good fun. I think um, you know we always seem to get a really good turnout at the bay from all the base supporters that roll in, and um, I think Adelaide are going to be a really strong opponent as well. Obviously, they're two in the O at the moment. They knocked off some some really strong sides, so. Um, yeah, we, we're really, really set for the challenge. I think it's a good opportunity to showcase the sample uh, on a weekend when a lot of other local competitions are probably not going to be playing. So um, for me personally, it's exciting. I get my family over from Melbourne to come over and see the game. And um, I think there'll be, yeah, I think it'll be a pretty good turnout. So looking forward to playing at 4.10 and um, hopefully we can continue our momentum that we built this season. Really, it's going to be, a, in my mind, a battle of the forward lines. Yourself and uh, Lockie Hosey and, and for the Crows as well, you've got Riley Thilthorpe, Matty Wright, uh, Shane McAdam, all in great form as well. Do you reckon you can get it done? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've got such strong belief in our group that we can knock off you know, anyone on any day. Um, and I think that's the, the belief that we've built over the last few years that I think we go into every game expecting that you know, if we turn up and we you know, give that sort of 100% effort and we play to our, our strengths, that really we should be in any game. So um, Adelaide looking like a really strong opponent, and like you touched on, they've got a great forward line. Um, they've got a, a really you know, young but um, you know, also a really uh, good young back line, which I think will challenge us as well. But you're probably right. I think as long as we can win the midfield battle, um, it'll definitely be a you know, a case of whether our forwards can beat their backs and, and vice versa. So um, I'm really looking forward to the challenge and um, hopefully we can come away and, and sort of be 3-0. Three and, three and oh. Mate, before we let you go, what are you up to away from footy? Uh, so, yeah, at the moment I'm working uh, in recruitment. So I work in IT recruitment at a company called EGM. Um, I've been there for two years now. So um, it's a really nice balance. I, I get, you know, afforded a fair bit of uh, flexibility with, with footy and, um, enjoy that kind of work-life balance. So, um, yeah, I guess for me, I'm I'm really happy at the moment with what I've what I've got to to work with from from a work and football and, and sort of outside of that perspective. So, um, yeah, just that's sort of keeping me very very busy. Well, seven goals in the first two matches of 2022. The primer is being put on the walls of the Bay Hazy for that Liam McBean portrait to just mm-hmm. go up at the end of his story career. Liam, mate, all the best for the Tigers season ahead and uh, for Good Friday footy. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me, guys. The Crows, they face the Glenelg Tigers at home at the Bay 
on Friday. You're going to hear it live on SDN Friday. Going to be a ripping match. Yeah, it's a fantastic matchup, uh, particularly as well at 4.10. So that's Twilight Footy on Friday. And obviously you'd responsibly have a couple of beers, but that's <laughs> that's a spot that I'd like to be. So I'm going to take my little fella to Prospect because it's close to home. So Prospect hosting the Dogs. And it's a 2.10 start, so... I just sort of feel like if I went to down to the bay or somewhere like that and four o'clock <laughs> and Henry really started to settle in, yeah. it'd be a bit late before he gets home to bed. That'll be settling in but too. That's the best thing about good Friday footy is there's every time slot covered. <laughs> Stick around on the Sandful Show. Coming up next, Port Adelaide legend Bruce Abernethy. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.